Bible says this in Revelation 6 and verse 1. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast saying, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that he should kill one another, and that they should kill one another. And there was given them a great him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard the voice, a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast saying, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was Death. And hell followed with him, and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with a sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. Father God, tonight I pray you'd help me. Lord, I pray you'd strengthen my voice, and I pray, Lord, that you'd clarify my eyes so I can see. Lord, I pray that everyone that's here would be able to see by faith, Lord, what's on the horizon of the, of, for this world. Lord God, we're so near under the judgment of the Lord upon this earth. And I pray, God, you'd stir the fires in our heart. I pray the Holy Ghost would blow upon us once again. Lord, I pray that we'd all, Lord, be, uh, Lord, shaken and, Lord, stirred and awakened by what's on the horizon, what's soon to come. I pray if there's one here lost tonight, I pray, oh God, tonight that, Lord, you'd hang them out over hell. Lord, you'd show them the dreadful and terrible things that lie in the future for them. And I pray tonight that they had run to Jesus while the door of grace is still open and while there's still time. Lord, I pray you'd help me now. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. I said, <coughs> y'all pray for me. I don't have much voice, but I'll do the best I can. The scene shifts now. When we began this study, we said that it goes back and forth between heaven and earth. Heaven and earth. There's three things that Revelation talks about and deals with, things which were, things, things which are, and things which would come to pass. And we know now that not only in chapter 6 are we back on earth. Now chapter 4 and 5, we were in heaven. Remember chapter 4, the throne, and we uh, talked about the throne. And then chapter 5, it was about the Lamb. And, and by the way, uh, everyone in this room that's saved is not going to be on the earth in chapter number 6. And uh, because in chapter number five, uh, the ones that were singing is the ones that in verse number nine, he says, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seal, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God. The redeemed are in heaven. But we see there's a great number that are still on earth. Now, remember, we said that the lamb in chapter number five, he took that seven seal book. Now, there is a triplet of sevens we're about to get into. And I'm just going to give you this. We're just going to get into the sermon tonight. But there's seven seals in this book and there's seven trumpets. And then there are seven bowls of judgment there. And now all of this is inside that scroll. Remember what we said that scroll was? It's the title deed to the earth. 
and how Jesus is taking back what is rightfully his. And so, um, and, 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 he's, and he's winding things up and he's bringing things together. And, and, and we just read in chapter number six and tonight, uh, I want to talk about these four horsemen that, are, that, that enter into the world. As these seals are open and that, and that scroll begins to unroll, he sees four horsemen. Now, again, when we read Revelation, when it's clearly symbolic, we ought to treat, treat it as symbolism. And when it's clearly literal, we ought to treat it as... It, I believe that it's clear in the wording here that this is symbolic. It's not talking about a literal white horse and a man with a bow and a crown. He's not talking about a literal pale horse and a literal... But it's symbolic. It's symbolic of, of what's going to go on on the earth as these seals are open. And... Um, I want you to know that as we are reading this and, and we begin reading this in Revelation 6, we find that for the church of the living God, things have never been better than what they're going to be. In it. It's going to be wonderful. In heaven, things are going to be wonderful. But on earth, things have never been worse. We think it's bad right now. I want you to know tonight that we've not seen anything like what this world is going to see. This and what we've read tonight is the beginning of what the Bible calls the tribulation. Now, there is some, and I'm not going to get into a lot of arguing about what others teach because all I can worry about is what I teach. They, de they designate it into two parts. The tribulation period, that's the entire seven years. And then what they call the great tribulation, the last three and a half years where it intensifies I just call it the great tribulation because I want you to know that what goes on in the first three and a half years ain't going to be all just a dip. It ain't just going to be all pie in the sky and, and it's not going to be, uh, it's going to be awful is what I'm trying to say. And, uh, and uh, Jesus spoke of this time in Matthew 24 and verse 21 for he said, for then there shall be great tribulation. You say, brother Mark, how bad is it going to be? Jesus said, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be. This world has seen some terrible times. World War II and the early part of the 1900s from World War I through the Great Depression, uh, the Spanish flu, 30 million people died and all that's going on in this world, tribulation, war, conflict, death, earthquakes, all that. And Jesus said that what we're reading about tonight, he said the world's never seen nothing like this. Jeremiah 30 and verse 6, it was prophesied and said, Ask ye now and see whether a man doth travail with child. Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins? Then think about this. As a woman in travail, and all faces are turned into paleness. Have you ever seen anyone that was scared and their face turned white? I know Brother Mark has working the job that he works as a, a lifelike, uh, 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 not doctor, but nurse. I didn't know if you like, but anyhow, <laughs> y'all might have all you want, but I, I, anyway, but I'm just kidding, Brother Mark. But you've seen it. You've seen fear and somebody, and they turn pale. And, and Jeremiah said, what, he said, what am I seeing? He said, do men give birth? And I want to say they don't give birth. I don't agree with old Dave Chappelle about much, but I do agree with him on that part. And 
And, and Jeremiah said, do men have babies? He said, because everybody's walking around. If you're, y'all, y'all men that have children, you remember when your wife, when it was time? And what, they, they walk around, you know, and they're holding, they're hurting. He said, why? He said, I see men walking around like they're having children. They're holding their lungs. They're, they're bent over. He said, he said their faces are pale. He says, alas, for that day is great so that none is like it. Even the time of Jacob's trouble. I want you to remember that Jacob's trouble. Jacob, we know that's Israel. Now listen to this We've, in Daniel 12 and verse 1. And at that time shall Michael stand up, Michael the archangel, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one found written in the book. And this is what we're reading about. The tribulation, now, now just follow me, we're going to get to these four horsemen tonight. The tribulation is the time of Jacob's trouble. It's not the time of the Gentile. It's that now the Gentiles are going to be judged. There's going to be, it's going, but the truth of the matter is God is going to be purifying like, like the fuller soap and the refiner's fire. He's going to be purifying the Jewish people. He's going to be judging them for rejecting Jesus Christ. And, 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 and they're going to become the focus of the hate of all the world. Yeah. And this is not the time. I want you to know that when the time of Jacob's trouble begins, the time of the church's trouble will have already ended. And John sees these four horsemen. I want you to see this tonight. This is interesting to me. Verse number two. He said, I saw and behold a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given on him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. Now when I say there's somebody riding on a white horse, who's the first person you think of? Jesus. But this ain't Jesus. This is the Antichrist. You see, the Antichrist is going to be so close to the Christ that that's how people are going to worship him. They're going to think he's the Christ. And the Bible says this, he had a bow and he had a crown was given unto him. But I want you to know this crown's not the same as the crown, that the same word that we remember we read earlier that when they had he had many crowns over there in chapter four, chapter five. And this word crown, that word crown speaks of a king's crown that's 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 due to his royalty, his pedigree. This crown is the is the same crown we use when we talk about the judgment seat of Christ. It's talking about the crown that uh the that it's a it's an earned crown. And the Bible says that he went forth conquering and to conquer. Now I want you to see this. This white horse, now follow me. It's, a, it's the white horse of deception. Deception. We know that, that men and women are going to be deceived by the Antichrist. And you know, it's, and, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, it used to be harder for me to believe than it is now. After I see what's going on and what I've seen in this world, and, and the fact that people will believe anything people tell them yeah. if it'll give them some type of peace of mind yeah. and some type of safety. 
This man is riding on a white horse, looks innocent. You know, white in the Bible speaks of innocence and purity. He looks innocent. He's got a bow and no arrows. And he goes out and he conquers the entire world. And this Antichrist, and this white horse is carrying on him the Antichrist. Or he's known in other places as the man of sin, the son of perdition. However you want to call him, I want to tell you what he is. He is an agent of hell. I want to say tonight that there's deception in the world today. Many people are deceived. Many people are being, uh, they, they're believing lies and they're believing, they're believing things that aren't true. John said in 1 John, he said there are many Antichrists in the world. The spirit of the Antichrist is already here. But this right here, this one riding on the horse is going to be the great deceiver of all mankind. Look, what, look at this and I'm going to hurry. I've got to hurry. The Bible says this, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder. Don't you see there is a warning that is heard. Now tonight it's supposed to get bad. Y'all heard that? I'm very disappointed. I've been looking forward to coon hunting all week long. I took a nap. I mean a good nap. Just so I could. And, but, but, but guess what? I ain't going with tornado warning. I love it, but I don't love it that much. What is thunder? The th- thunder is what you hear before the storm ever arrives. And John said, I heard thunder. I heard thunder. Now remember in Daniel, we said when each one of those beasts that come out of that great sea, that great sea is a picture of the world. And each one of those beasts was symbolic and one represented the Medes and Persians and one represented the Greek Empire. One represented the Roman Empire. And we said every one of those beasts, they rose out of what? They were, the waters were what? They were troubled. It was stormy seas. What I'm trying to say tonight is can you hear the thunder? Can you hear the warning? Listen to me. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. He doesn't want one person. He's not willing that any should perish. But all, and John said, I heard thunder. And I want you to know tonight, maybe you don't hear it, but I can hear it. I can hear it coming. There is a storm on the horizon. And listen, you better get ready and heed the warning. A warning is heard. The rumblings of this white horse are echoing through the earth today as we see the control that's being taken over people and liberties taken. The waters are stirring. The winds of trouble and change are blowing. And the truth of the matter is, if you hear the thunder, if you can see what's going on, why are you not ready for Him to come? A warning is heard, but then look, there's a weapon in His hand. He said He had a bow. You say, how do you know this is not Jesus? Jesus ain't an archer. He's a swordsman. Amen. He has a bow. Jesus doesn't carry a bow. He carries a sword. The Antichrist, the weapon he carries, that bow, it speaks of peace. Why is that? Because there's no arrow in it. But do you know how the Antichrist is going to conquer the world? It's not by force, but the threat of force. Y'all remember when dad used to get mad or uh, whatever, you know, uh, maybe it was mom, but I remember daddy. He had that belt, and, when, and, and here was our warning. It, the belt, it, he, and, and to be honest with you, he probably only used that belt one time for every three times he took it off. But Brother Mark, when he took it off, he didn't have to use it because we knew what it was like. We knew the pains that could come upon us. 
if we didn't stop what we are doing. The Antichrist is not going to use force. He's going to use intimidation. Then looking there, there's, there's a witness on his head. Verse 2, he said there's a crown was given to him. And I've done mentioned that. This is a count. Who's going to give him the crown? I tell you who's going to give him the crown. The kings of the earth. They're going to crown him the king of the earth. Now, and you can study, and people say, well, this could never happen. Just study history. It's happened before. It's happened before, and it's going on right now. You look at, the, you look at Hitler. Hitler wrote a book 10 years I can't even say a moonstive, sounds like sausage or bratwurst, something like that. Glutendorf, I don't know what it is, but it's something like that. And he wrote a book, and in the book he said how he was going to do it. And Brother Mark, he did it. And people, England went and met with him and signed a peace treaty with him. And, we, and they come back to Parliament, and the, and the ambassador held it up and, and said, we've got peace with Hitler. And, and Winston Churchill, they ran him out of Parliament because he stood up and he said, you have just sold England. And the world stood back and watched him as he entered into Czechoslovakia. He entered into Austria. He entered in. But, and nobody, everybody, but they didn't do anything until it was too late. And the Antichrist, this white horse, this pan, this, this one riding on this horse, he's going to war. There's going to be a war, but it's going to be a war without a, a shot being fired. We used to say that couldn't happen. Oh, it can happen. Oh, I mean, here he's going to come in and he's going to tell people, you want peace? I've got peace. But you're going to, it's going to be on my terms and under my conditions. And there is going to be a worldwide pressure. Peer pressure is a very dangerous thing. I want to say this, peer pressure can be a positive thing. If these children, if you boys and girls, if you have good friends that are Christians and love God and fear God, then there can be positive peer pressure. Like, hey, we're going to church tonight, and when you don't, and maybe you're not getting, maybe you're not close to God, and they say, let's go to a youth meeting, and you say, well, I'll go. That's good peer pressure. But the vast majority of peer pressure that's in the world today is not positive; it's negative. And what he's going to do is he is going to get the pressure. Of the, it's, there's going to be an indescribable pressure to yield to him and to do what he says do. Sound familiar? We're not in the great tribulation. Let me help you with that. But we're near the great tribulation. You ever played chess? I'm more of a checkers type. But before the game begins, what do they have to do? They set all the pieces, Right? You know what's going on right now? The pieces are being set. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? All right. And on one side you've got evil and on one side you've got good. On one side you've got God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the other side you've got Satan, the Antichrist, the beast, the false prophet. You've got the world. And listen to me, the, the, the pieces are being put, on, being put on the board. The white horse of deception. Now notice this in verse 3 and 4. We see the red horse of division. He says that when he had opened the second seal, I, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. Red in the Bible, it's a picture of fire and blood. It speaks of war. Now the Antichrist is going to do something the world's been wanting for a long time. He's going to get peace in the Middle East. 
They can do all they want. And, and <laughs> it's amazing how better things were before this current administration. I'm not getting going to get political. And not, I'm not going to talk about Brandon or the pre, you know, none of that stuff. But the truth of the matter is, there will the, the Antichrist is going to say, I have peace if you'll take it. And there is going to be a momentary peace. And people are going to let down their guard. They're going to say this is the best thing there's ever been. This is finally here. It's finally arrived. There's no more fighting. There's no more war. There's no more strife. There's no more turmoil. But don't you know this tonight? That peace is going to be short-lived. Because as that second seal is broken, there's a red horse. This is a horse of war. Listen to me tonight. I want you to know that division, division has always been a device of the devil. Division. You say, how do you know, Brother Martin? Well, the Bible says this. I'm just going to read this. He said that power is given unto him. Power. Power to cause people to hate one another, to fight one another, to despise one another. Jesus said this in Mark, Matthew 24, 6, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of war. Mark 13, 7, You shall hear of wars and rumors of war. And the Bible says this, and that he is going to take peace from the earth. And that they should kill one another. The Antichrist ain't going to have to, they talk about this depopulation, you know, Bill Gates and all that. Some of y'all are watching way too much YouTube. But, 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 but there's going to be, a, and, and, and look, the Antichrist ain't going to have to kill nobody. We're going to kill each other. People are going to kill one another. Why? Because they're divided. What are they going to be divided over? They're going to be divided over the Antichrist. That's what it's going to be. Listen to this. Matthew 24, 7. Jesus said, For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Now, follow me. I'm moving on. In Matthew 24, 7. I looked it up today just to make sure I was right. If you look up that word nation, in your strong support, you know what it means? Race. Race. You can say what you want. You know what he's going to do? He's going to cause a race war. And it's not going to be America and Mexico and Canada and China and Japan. It's going to be a racial war. Like I said, there's the queen. There's the pawn. There's the king. The, the table's being set. This red horse is going to cause war. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be fighting. There's going to be death. Men are going to kill one another in the streets. There's going to be neighbors that kill their neighbor. Uh, family members are going to kill their family members. Fathers will kill their wife, uh, children. And children will kill their fathers. It's going to be a war. And this red horse, he's going to stir it up. I want you to know, I saw something there. That I, or I read a thing there. That they said seven of the top ten Christian Facebook pages... Guess where they are? They're, they're, they're not real. They're, from, they're up from over in Russia somewhere, and they're, not, they're, they're, they're fake. And they're, and, they're, and they're causing division. 
They want division. They want, I mean, y'all look at me kind of funny, but it's fact now. You've been, you've been reading that thing and thinking that was it. Well, let me tell you who that was. That's some guy over there, Schwartz cough or something like that over there, putting that on there. And all he's trying to do, and, 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 and listen, just because they got a, a MAGA hat on don't mean they're on the right side. And, I mean, just because, and by the way, I'm telling you tonight, what I'm saying is the red horse, that red horse rider, he's going to cause division. And Jesus said it's going to be a racial war. It's going to be nation against nation and I want you to know tonight uh, that in the house of the living God we don't need that we don't need that that's a device of the devil I've said it before I, 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 ha I have always had friends with different different races and different cultures and I mean I mean it's just the, I mean the Lord's just seen fit and listen it's sad that how things have become so tense I've, I've, I'm just going to testify, I guess, here recently. I've tried to make extra effort. To, you know, you get caught up and you go to the gas station, pump your gas, pay your gas, go out and get in your car. But I've tried real hard to try to find, search, talk to people and say hello. How you doing? Let me get the door. For, I mean, I'm not bragging. Don't get me. I don't need no buttons to wear. or no. I'm not getting no trophies in heaven. I'm just trying to tell you. But I'm going to tell you what I've noticed. I've noticed that it's hard for to get anybody even to look me in the eye. You know why it is? Because that red horse, right, that, that division is already here. And you know what he's going to do? He's just going to come pour gas on the fire. Now, in verse 5 and 6, the red horse of division. Now, this is going to happen right here in this world. You think you're going to get through the treatment? Oh, I'll just tough it out. And I'll, no, listen to me. It's something you can't handle. It's going to be something you can't even imagine. Because when this third seal is open, there's this black horse. Black, it speaks of famine. He said in verse 5, And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast saying, Come and see, and behold, and lo, a black horse. And he that had a, him, uh, him that sat on him had a pair of balances, that scales in his hands. And I heard a voice in the midst of four beasts saying, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and wine. This black horse, now he said, and by the way, these things are kind of snowballing now. It starts with deception. It leads to division. But now we see there's deprivation. There's a famine. There's a lack. Notice this. There's a great decimation. He said scales, balances. He said that he had a pair, a set of pair of balances in his hand. That speaks of rationing. You know in Venezuela, Cuba, and a lot of these communist places right now, they're rationing right now. They tell them they can have so much corn a week. They can have so much rice a week. They can have so much this a week. Back in World War II, uh, I think it was, I read, that they gave a man, they had to ration because of the war and everybody's having to, and, and, the, and there was just a need. And so, and as a few of y'all probably remember this, y'all was probably, but anyhow, um, they said that a person got one pound of coffee for five weeks, three gallons of gas a week. And I believe they got one pair of shoes every two years. They had a book, a, a ration book, and that's and they turned and they couldn't. Once you used it up, you couldn't. Well, why was it? Because there was a lack of supply. Did you know that famine always follows war? And because of this war, there's going to be a shortage. 
We're saying, again, I'm not trying to, I, I'm saying if, I, if it wasn't for the Bible, I might think we are in the truth. But I know my Bible, and I believe my Bible over what I can see. But the truth of the matter is, have you seen the, but I want you to know, this what we're seeing right now is nothing to what, you're not going to be able to go to Walmart and buy groceries. You're not going to be able to go to Dollar General. You can go, but the doors are going to be locked, and there's going to be somebody standing there with an automatic rifle. They're going to be holding it at you and saying, you need to go back home, and we'll bring you what food you get when we decide you can have it. And we're not going to be going to Longhorns. I mean, people aren't going to. I'm not saying we. Some of it may have. The people can't just go to Longhorns and get the flow filet. Bless her heart. <laughs> the flow filet. That's what we're going to be eating in head. But anyhow, it's not going to be like that. I want you to know. Can you imagine the madness? That, but so there's a, there's a great decimation of the world's supply. But then there's a great inflation. He said, verse 6. And it's so, I mean, it's. Again, the chess pieces, they're being put in play. A measure of wheat for a penny. He said, boy, that's a good deal. Bread for a penny. I got news for you. This was a day's wage. Can you imagine, Brother Jared, working all day? Or I should say, Miss Chris, can you imagine working all day? I'm just kidding. Can you imagine, Brother Mark, working all day in them barns? I'm talking about working like a dog. And, 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 and after working all day, only thing you had for all your wages was enough to buy enough bread to have one meal. That's pretty, that's bad. That's how high things are going to be. And, and, I mean, can you imagine that people, I mean, I'm talking about we're in a place where we're, we're enjoying a prosperity like this world's never known. I mean, these checks keep coming. I mean, look, they just popping up. Everybody's got checks. Checks, checks here and checks there. You get a check. I get a check. We all get a check. Check, check, check. Buy. I mean, listen, it's just money. People are buying, spending, and it's just out of control. But listen to me. The only thing worse than being broke is, has, has, you understand? The only thing worse than being broke is someone who's not been broke and then they're broke. And people are going to be left there. A piece of bread is going to take a day's wage. There's going to be great inflation. Again, the chess pieces, they're being set on the table. We're seeing it. You see how quickly things go from down here to up there and from up there to down here. But finally, I'm done. Verse 7 and 8. The fourth seal is open. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. This is the worst of them all. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. If you look up that word pale, it comes from the same word we use, chlorophyll. It means green. It speaks of decay, corruption, like gangrene. You ever had an ingrown toenail? <laughs> Let's all go on that subject. But And this, this pale horse, he's the horse of death. He said, and death and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill the sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. The final horse here is the pale horse of death. This is all going to happen right here on this earth. And one thing is going to lead to another. Deception. Then there's going to be divisions and war. And because there's going to be war, there's going to be famine. There's going to be shortages, and then there's going to be pestilence. There's going to be plagues. There's going to be death. And not just death, but follow me, death like the world has never seen. 
I don't know the total. I wish that one person had died from COVID. I, would, I don't know if it's up to a million. I don't know what the to- world total is now. I really don't. I'm not making lie of that. But I want, you to tell you how, I want to tell you how many people this death, this pale horse, he said one-fourth. There's going to be unprecedented death. Think about this. One-fourth of the world is going to die in a short time. Drew, one-fourth, they tell me there's close to eight billion on the earth right now. So at over one, between one and two billion people are going to die just like that. A time of unsurpassed death. Bodies will be stacked upon bodies. I mean, think about it. There won't be anybody riding around on Kentucky Lake riding jet skis. You want to know why? Because there's going to be bodies floating in it. Kids, you won't be going down to the creek and playing because there's going to be bodies. In the streets, there's going to be bodies stacked upon bodies upon bodies. There's going to be so many deaths. If 2 billion people, think about it, if 2 billion people were to die within a month or within just a short period of time, they couldn't even bury them all. I mean, and, and, and he says there, he says how they're going to die. He said they're, they're going to die with a sword. They're going to be, he's going to kill with the sword. That's through that war, that battle. And we've seen, the, 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 have you seen, and I'm not trying to cause people to be, but if you're lost, you ought to be afraid tonight. Amen. Have you seen this new weapons they're developing in China? This supersonic, they call, they're developing weapons right now. They can send us an invisible shockwave through your body and make you die. Throw your heart out of rhythm and you're dead. And people say, well, you know, we're safe. We've got them, uh, uh, we've got the, uh, the, the nuclear war weapons and all that. But I want you to know, two billion people, they're not, it's just, it's going to be, there's going to be mass death. It's not going to be three here and five there and four over there. It's going to be thousands upon thousands upon thousands with war. And listen to me, the buttons are going to be pushed that have got dust on them right now. And the weapons are going to be fired. And bodies are going to pile up. He said, with, he said they're going to be killed with the sword and with hunger. I don't know of many worse ways to die than die of starvation. If you want to find something that will scare you to death, read about what happens when you starve to death. It's terrifying. Your body literally eats itself. Have you seen someone? Have you seen, you know, I mean, when I was a little boy, they had them, them uh, on TV, you know, with them little boys walking around, belly sticking out. But truth be told, if you see somebody who's really starved death, it looks like they look, it's, 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 it's terrifying. And he goes on to say, and with death, if you look up that word death, it also implies pestilence, viral, chemical, and then with beasts of the earth. Now, there's a lot of debate about this. You know what I think it's going to be? I think it's going to be rats. Because guess what's going to happen when you got two, two when you got bodies piling up everywhere and there's, and there's famine? Guess what? The rats, I, I mean, I'm, you think I'm crazy. I mean, I am crazy. I'm certified crazy. But the truth be told, right now they said that there's an epidemic of, of rat overpopulation in the world. And in and, and places like Australia... And, and over in India and places like that, which they worship over there, bless their heart. But, but, but they said that you could go into a place that was overrun with rats and kill 95% of the rats present. And in one year, it'd be back to where it was before. 
And you know, we've learned in history the bubonic, 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 whatever you want to call it, the plague, how those fleas that were on those rats would bite people. And so what I'm saying is we're, we don't understand. We can't, we just can't comprehend it. We don't understand because we're living in such a, 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 a sanitized world and there's so much. But I want you to know when, when, when this is all going on, you ain't going to have clean water to drink. There's not going to be, I mean, it's not going to be, you know, like you just get a hot shower every day for 45 minutes and, and eat all you want to eat. And guess what happens when that goes on? Then the then disease comes in. Unsurpassed death. Hard to imagine two billion people being dead. But it's going to happen. Just like that. Can you imagine going and finding your wife who's dead? And then going outside and one of your children's dead. And then going across the street and your neighbor's dead. And everywhere you look, it's death, death, and more death. But then he says this, I'm done. He says, and, him, and his name that sounded him was death. Now here it is. This is as if it couldn't get any worse. Or could, it's going to. Guess what? Hell followed him. It's going to be a time of unsurpassed death. But it's going to be a time of unprecedented damnation. I don't know the numbers. I mean, I believe it's six every second. Die and go to hell. I can't remember exactly. It's a lot. Brother David, there's going to be more going to hell in a short period of time than ever before. Two billion souls. You remember what they got saved? The Bible says that if they rejected the truth right now, if they that they're going to get there's going to be strong delusion sitting there. They're going to believe a lie. They're going to, they're going to receive the mark of the beast. And guess what? When they die, they're going to go to hell. He didn't say just death. He said hell followed him. And everyone that pale horse rides by and that pale rider touches and lays his hand on as their body dies, their soul, hell grabs a hold of their soul and takes it down to hell. I'm saying tonight, it's going to be a time where there's going to be more people that are going to be down to hell than ever before. In Revelation 9, it says that men are going to try to kill themselves. They won't be able to die. Why are they going to try to kill themselves? Because they think they can escape. But listen to me now. I'm trying to say it's a time of unprecedented damnation, of disease and pestilence and, and all the hunger, the famine, the war, the bloodshed. That's not the worst part. The worst part is when they close their eyes on earth, they're going to open them in hell. And nobody's going to get by. Nobody's going to slide through the cracks. There's not open borders in heaven. There's just one way to come in. That's through the door of Jesus Christ. And by the way, there is a day of grace. And thank God for His grace. And we're living in the day of grace. A time where God has given man an opportunity to repent. And this is not the day of intervention. This is not the day. And I could go on and on and on and on about this. You want to read something interesting? Luke, read Luke chapter 4, where Jesus quoted Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me for God's only prayer. And Jesus stopped and didn't finish that because if you read the end of that verse in Isaiah 61, it talks about the day of the vengeance of God. Why did Jesus stop? Because that wasn't the day of vengeance. It's the day of grace. 
But I want you to know tonight that there is a clock in God's, in God's heart and God's mind. And God set that time before the foundation where God knew and according to his counsel, according to his own will. He set it in motion and only God knows how much time's left on the clock. Only God knows how many seconds are left in this day of grace. And when God shuts the door on the day of grace, when God brings that veil down and says no more, no more, and the day of man ends, and the day of Christ begins and the day of grace comes to a close and the day of the wrath of the Lamb of God begins it'll be too late to get saved Amen. I don't care what LaHaye and all them people wrote about I don't care what movies you watch I'm telling you on the word of God based on the word of God if you've heard the truth and rejected it you will not get saved you won't be able to be saved Matthew 24, 44. Therefore be ye ready, for in the hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Luke 12, 40. Be therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when you think not. Listen, you say, but Martin, I'm just, I'm just, I'm a church member. You know, it ain't gonna matter. I believe church is going to be packed out after the rapture. They're going to be packed out. But these altars are going to be full. And people can beat on them and bang on them and creep on them. But the truth of the matter is they've done, they've done, they've done lost their opportunity. One man said, if, if you're lost and you, you reject Jesus in this time when the day of, and, you, and that rapture comes, the best thing you can do for yourself is go get the mark of the beast and enjoy your seven years because that's it's it. It's over. You say, oh, Brother Martin, I just don't believe it. Well, you can believe what you want, but I believe what God has said. Why should we live for this world and what it has when this is what's coming to it? Why should we even care about this world? I'm not saying, don't miss... What I'm trying to say tonight is we're to set our affection on things above. You and I, we're, we're, we ought to be pressing toward the mark of the high calling of the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I, we ought to be looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Listen to me tonight. You and I, listen, we are living in the last days of the last days. And this is not time for us to put up our nets and stop fishing for men. It's not time for preachers to lay down their trumpet and stop sounding the warning. We as the church of the living God should be sounding it out. We should be telling everybody we know to get saved. Amen. You say, well, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Do you want them to have to go through the great tribulation? The white horse, the red horse, the black horse, the pale horse. And listen, I'm, I'm done. It's just the beginning. We've just, we've just that's, the, that's the introduction to great tribulation.